Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Did you enjoy our lovely dinner with my dad this evening? Yes, it was great. And the pizza... No, I didn't have pizza. I like that we went to a pizza restaurant and none of us had pizza. Yeah, I was literally gonna say I had pizza, but I had pasta. Yeah. It was really good pasta. I didn't even have a meal. I was like, what do you have that's fried? Bring it to me. (laughs) Fried (laughs) zucchini, dough balls, and chips. Oh, that was good. That was good. I liked that. Well done. Have you been up to anything exciting? I know that you've been doing many uh, events, shall we say? Well, we say there are events. Yesterday, after work, we went for just a casual after work wine. (laughs) That was the plan. And then I got home at... 130 this morning so it wasn't it wasn't ideal but it was, you good. Went to, it was good did you go to a karaoke bar we went everywhere <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> we went to so many places that were not expected or planned right and yeah we did karaoke my colleague sang um dreams by Fleetwood Mac and it did, almost made me cry did you sing no oh so disappointing I wasn't drunk enough uh, really Right, we have filmed an introduction and the first episode and all I've talked about is alcohol. (laughs) It's important for the people to know (laughs) who you are as a person. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. Uh, But what about you? What have you been up to? I have been working my retail job, which I'm leaving so soon. uh, It's very exciting. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll miss my colleagues, but I will not miss the customers. Well, there you go. You have to say that because there's a solid chance they'll listen to this. Well. If they find out about it. Well, and also it's true. Like, I get on pretty well with everyone, so. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, I the customer that I had a few months ago who fully peed his pants in the store came oh back God. the other day and I hid in the back office. I saw him come <laughs> in in the CCTV and my colleague was trying to get me to go and serve him. And I was like, uh-uh, I ain't That's no not piss queen. That's not going to happen. I was not having it, so I hid. I recognised <laughs> oh him by his God. dog as well. Because you used to work, <laughs> not retail, but you used to work for a, a certain um, global coffee chain. I used to work for a certain global coffee chain, and before that, a certain global food eatery. Yes. Did you... Establishment. Did you develop ever, like, full face blindness? Because I can what speak to someone, and then... Mean? Like, I'll speak to someone for 20 minutes, and then they'll come back two hours later, and I won't recognise them. Oh, I get that on the phone. Like, t- th- today in the office, like, somebody rang. And I spoke to them for a good five minutes to work out, like, why their card payment hadn't gone through for this, like, um, horse racing event that there is. And she rang me back two minutes later. And she was like, hi, it's me again. And I was there like, I think you've got the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she didn't. No. Nope. Um so yeah, we it's get voice really blindness, hard. face blindness. People yeah. just aren't that important. So no, I honestly I can get people and they'll come in and they'll be like, "Oh, you you remember that deal that we talked about last week? I want to go for it." And I'm like, "I don't remember what I did yeah. ten minutes ago. No chance." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Utterly r- ridiculous. How's your dog? He's fine. He's sleeping right next to me currently. I did realize when I was listening back to the trailer that you can definitely hear him clattering around. Oh, really? Yeah, um, but there won't be any more of that because he is asleep. Because you've tied him up in a corner. I have chopped his legs off. <laughs> he is now a loaf. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
No, there might just be um, some snoring going on in the background. That's but, fine. Yeah. Then it's basically fine. like ASMR. This is grave digging, by the way. Oh shit! Yeah, this is <laughs> this is grave digging. Important to say the name of the show in the show. <laughs> <laughs> it would help definitely. So, uh-huh. w- welcome to our first official episode of Grave Digging. We are uh, in the first episode. We sure are. The first one with structure, so yeah. that should be a, a vast improvement. Listen, I'm ready to dive right in because I've yeah. been sitting on this. This research. is your week, isn't it? Yeah. I have. I'm. Uh, so we're going to take it uh, kind of in turns each week, and I'm starting because I'm Taipei. Exactly. Uh, and and um, we were supposed to film this literally yesterday, and I texted Bean when I was going for these work drinks and said, "I'll be back home by seven. We can definitely record." And then I was lost off the face of the earth. So. Truly. Like, it wasn't even like you were messaging me that you were out still. You just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is the first death going to be worries? That would be... <laughs> so convenient. here we are. Episode one. It's okay. Bean's episode. And what are you going to be talking about today? I'm going to be talking about the Black Death. Oh. Um, also known as the plague. Is uh, it the OG plague? The official plague? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It is the plague. The only one that matters. Yeah. Um, I first studied this when I was in year eight, which I believe is like grade, seventh grade, I want to say. I don't know. But I was like 12, 13. And it was too much for my little tiny mind to handle. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. So it's um, going to be too much for my tiny mind to handle. Well, yeah, I'm really excited to tell you about it. So break me. Here we go. So okay, throughout history, there have been three kind of major plague pandemics, right? Okay. The first one is called the Plague of Justinian. The Ooh. second one, which is the one I'm going to talk about, is called the Black Death. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess the name of the third one? Um. Yeah, um, the the Great Plague. It's called the Third Plague Pandemic. Oh my god. <laughs> they couldn't think of a catchy third name, they tapped out at two, which I find extremely <laughs> relatable. <laughs> oh god. Um, so, I just want to mention right at the start of things, this podcast will kill you, which oh. I love. Do you listen to that one? Oh, I thought you were talking about our podcast is going to no, kill somebody. no, no. It's a, okay. clearly not them. Um, no, it's a, a, a podcast, obviously. Um, yeah. And it's run by two, I believe they are disease ecologists. Oh they're my both, God. Yeah, they're both doctors. They're both named Erin, which is fantastic. Um, they are amazing and they are a lot smarter than us. <laughs> well, um, yeah. And they have two episodes about the plague because that's how intense it is. Episodes five and six of their podcast are about the plague. So I would recommend listening to that if you want to So know what do they science. cover though? Do they cover the science side of it? Yeah, so they do talk about some of the same stuff I'm going to talk about, like the um, social and historical context. But they mm. also talk a lot about what actually happens to you when you get the plague. And I'm not really going to talk Ooh. about that very much. Okay. But I do recommend it. It's excellent. Okay, so the Black Death is also known as the Great Plague, the Black Plague, or just the Plague. So, I like it. You know, it, it's, we love uh, a brand. Yeah. All right, so get this. It resulted in the deaths of an estimated 75 to 200 million people in Europe and Asia. That is a gap in a number. Uh-huh. There are estimates that it 
killed up to half of the population of that area. What? Up to half! But that's a big-ass area. I know! It's scary! No, that's weird. So, the... I believe it's a bacterium that causes the plague. It's called Yersinia pestis, which Ooh. is just really fun to say. Awfully um, like pesto. Uh, mm, not really, though. <laughs> Only in name. Yeah, yeah uh, I wouldn't put it on food. Ugh, no. Um... So yeah, but the errands talk a lot more about that and, and kind of what the bacterium actually does to you. Mm-hmm. So the plague in the 14th century reduced the world population by about 100 million people. For fuck's sake, really? Mm-hmm. It took 200 years for the population to recover to its previous level. So the plague was not fucking around. Um, no, it sounds like it's here to take numbers and names. I don't know. <laughs> The plague's going to take you out. <laughs> uh, oh, God. And guess what? What? It was because of climate change. You're having me on. I am not having you on. So because of climate change, rodents started migrating. And there was also a famine in 1331. Which, by the way, this is nearly 700 years ago and I'm still fucked up over it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so the rodents started migrating and then that caused the spread of the bacterium i just want to say as well i just want to put this out there okay i might be biased because i do have a pet rat her name is thelma she's an angel oh my god but it is not rats that cause the plague okay it is fleas so oh yeah well yeah okay i just want to clarify that i'm on some sort of rat vendetta right now well uh, yeah exactly you should be but they are just they're just so cute anyway she's cute to be fair she is She's a baby angel. Anyway, not important. Yeah. Um, so, an interesting tidbit that I learned about the plague is that it was one of the first cases of biological warfare. So, there is this port called Kaffa, which is over in Crimea, so it's near, like, Russia, Ukraine, that kind of way. Yeah. And in 1346, Kaffa was sieged by the Mongol army, and they had been kind of ransacked by the plague and loads and loads of their soldiers had died. So they just started catapulting the plague corpses over the wall into Kaffa. Uh, what? Which is so metal and scary. <laughs> um, That's insane. Yeah, and they were like, it was partly, apparently, because they didn't really know how to get rid of them or what to do with them, but also they were like, well, this killed us, so here, you take it and it'll kill you too. Um, there are theories that that was actually what kind of caused the plague to spread into Europe but that's unsubstantiated and I don't think Mm -hmm. it's true because when you look at the spread of it it was much slower and also there were other port towns that kind of boats also came out of that could have just as easily spread it so I don't think that's true. So basically these rats the climate's changing they're getting on a boat (laughs) they're not obviously being seen or like it doesn't even matter if they're being seen I suppose because every ship would have had a rat on it but nobody knew that the bacteria was on the fleas on the rats absolutely and the ship pulls up unloads i don't know potatoes <laughs> i think it was usually like spices and stuff but yeah probably spices also rats yep yeah yeah and then next thing you know crash bang wallet your whole family's dead absolutely that yep great and interesting fun. all right so there are three different forms of the plague Ooh. the one that most people are familiar with is the bubonic plague which is That's called the that. one I've heard of. Mm-hmm. It's called that because you get these things called buboes, which are these like large black swellings that you get kind of where your lymph nodes are, so your groin, your armpits. 
um, which is Ooh. what happens to me when I forget to moisturise. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, what is really interesting is that if you drained the buboes because um, they were full of like gross gunk yeah. if, you, if you drained them your chances of surviving were really vastly improved oh really? yeah which is pretty wild um, and most people didn't do that I think partly because it was like excruciating to do yeah um, and also people I guess didn't want to like have all that stuff coming out. Like, where are they supposed so to put is that it, then? So is it sort of like they'd if you drain them, there's no chance of them like rupturing and getting infected. I well, yeah, I guess so. And also maybe it stops the spread of it around your body or something. I don't really. Yeah, understand. okay, that makes but, sense. But yeah, I thought that was so interesting. Um, the two other forms are, I believe it would be pronounced pneumonic, like pneumonia, yeah. and septicemic. Um, oh. And it is kind of believed these days that it was pneumonic plague that actually caused the kind of insane spread of it. Um, the main theory for that is the fact that quarantine worked really well to stop the spread of the plague. Because if you think about it, you can quarantine yourself in your house. That's mm. not going to stop a flea from getting in or a rat. No, that's very true. You know, they can they don't care if you close off your city borders. They'll get in somehow. But if you stop yeah. people from coming in and breathing the pneumonic plague on you, um then yeah your chances are going to well be i'm sure i've seen it like a, a gif or a gif edit out the correct pronunciation the wrong Listen. pronunciation okay let's have this debate then i say gif <coughs> because it stands for graphics interchange format and i saw a post once i can't remember if it was on twitter or tumblr where it was like god himself could come down and tell me it's pronounced gif and i would say okay jod and carry on saying gif <laughs> which no, okay, is so mean i yeah. do i'm trying to I would probably, in just in random conversation, I would probably say Jif. Yeah. But that's just, I don't really know why. But, so I saw a gif of, um, like, the spread of one of the plagues. And there are, like, little pockets where it didn't get in. And it turns out they're, like, walled cities or places that did do, like, a full-blown quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, like, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Quarantine was really, really effective. I actually think I have that gif saved, so we can post that on the Twitter um, yeah, no, that makes sense. At Gravediggin Pod. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, because the thing is, when it became pneumonic, so when the bacterium was in your lungs, then mm. it was airborne and you were coughing it and breathing it onto other people. Oh. So that's why it became a lot more um, infectious, let's say. Yeah. So I do have a quote from an Italian poet named Boccaccio, which You're does... you going to do the accent? No. Okay. Which does sound like a type of bread, but there you go. It fucking does. Uh, now I'm hungry. The quote is of, of the buboes, some of which grew as large as a common apple, others as an egg. Enormous. Ooh. That's so big. And they're like firm, black. Yeah. Just things. Like a black egg growing out of your crotch. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. That is horrible. Yeah. Um... You would also get a fever and vomit blood and all kinds of other really fun symptoms. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. Bad luck comes in threes. It sure does, especially when the plague's involved. <laughs> um, I also think it's really interesting thinking about the pneumonic plague because um, there's this thing called the miasma theory, uh, which was basically that the plague was caused by bad air because obviously this um, pandemic of the plague occurred before we had germ theory. So we oh, okay. didn't know what caused diseases. 
So people had this miasma theory that it was bad air, so bad smells. But if you think about it, that's not like full bullshit because it was bad air if people were breathing it onto you. Yeah, and like coughing it. Yeah. So that is that the whole theory of the um the creepy masks with the beaks that they filled with like flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that. But uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, it's that is why. Um, so people, as I say, didn't know what was causing it. They yeah. had this miasma theory. They also blamed various groups of people, like foreigners, beggars, lepers, and of course mm. Jews. Oh well, you know. Uh, Not had the easiest time of it. They have not. So one of the reasons that Jewish people were thought to be not only to blame, but actively causing the plague, some people believe that they were poisoning the wells, um, was because Jewish people at the time generally didn't suffer from the plague as much as other people because um, it's kind of stipulated in um, Jewish scripture to be more hygienic like you oh well have, there you go yeah so you have to take a bath once a week on the sabbath i believe there's you have to wash your hands before prayer you're not allowed to pray in an area that's like unsanitary or has bad smells so it I sounds get, like they've I, got the best rules no I un- offense any other religion yeah yeah right i understand the cognitive leap that people made to think that the jews were causing it because they weren't getting sick but also that's anti-semitism just and wash it's your gross. fucking bodies so, I'm saying this to people who died 700 years ago, just right, have a wash. Right. But, <laughs> um, but there were actually a lot of massacres of Jewish communities, um, especially 1348 to 51. Um, there was one in um, Strasbourg in France where they killed mm-hmm. 2,000 Jews, um, which I'm actually saving to cover in a different episode and go into oh, okay. more detail on that because it's, it's crazy. Um, there's a... French historian named Jean-Noël Biroben, I guess. Uh, Just to clarify, you're not going to do the accent? No. Um, okay. Who says that the plague was present somewhere in Europe every year from 1346 to 1671. So 125 years, roughly, of plague every single year. That's insane. Isn't it? Actually, not even 125 years, 325 years. I'm so good That's even more insane. Can you tell I have an English degree? <laughs> <laughs> in 1563, a thousand people a week were dying in London of the plague. Was there even that many people? No, of course there was, what I'm saying. But... <laughs> a thousand people a week. That is it's a lot. Crazy. So obviously, when you have um, any sort of pandemic like this happening you turn to the medical professionals. So let's talk about plague doctors, shall we? Yeah, please. These are some shady motherfuckers. Uh, so they their salary was actually paid by the city or the town where they were working. They were brought in specially to do this job. So they treated everyone. Because at the time, like in America now, anyone with money could afford healthcare and poor people had to just, I don't know, lose all oh. their teeth and hope for the best. Um, but but that wasn't the case with the plague doctors because their salary is being paid by the city, so they would treat everyone. However, many of them charged additional fees for special treatments and cures. Oh, Although, these mean, tinctures, sugar water. Right, yeah, just absolute snakes. nonsense. Most of them were not trained or experienced. 
Um, they were mm. either kind of second-rate doctors that weren't able to run a successful practice otherwise, or they were like young, freshly hatched doctors. Um, who hatched? Were, yeah, <laughs> who, were, who were trying to establish themselves. So, you know, you weren't getting the best of the best. Yeah. They weren't very effective. Um, they mostly served to record a count of those contaminated. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was one case where one man was a fruit salesman before he became a plague doctor. A fruit salesman. I mean, you know, you make, you've got to make your money where you can make your money. No, I know, but it's just such a... Last week you sold me an orange, now you're draining my bugos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just... Uh, it's upsetting. So I'm sure most people are very familiar with the image of the plague doctor. We will post it on the Instagram, of course. Um, yeah, we will. But they had this beak-like mask that they filled with herbs and spices and aromatic items. And, and that's to get rid of the bad air. It is, yeah. And to be honest, that maybe did help a bit, because if they were wearing a mask, that maybe would have protected them from the pneumonic form of the plague. Yeah, so, that's true. you know. Um, they did have special privileges. Like, they were allowed to perform autopsies, which were largely forbidden in the Middle Ages, which is why we had, like, grave robbing and stuff like that. Um, but they were allowed to do so. So, so, so Barry, the fruit salesman, mm-hmm. could just be like, oh, guess what I did today, wife? <laughs> Chopped a man open. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> also, this is the most you thing I've ever heard. Oh, okay. They carried a cane to examine people with so they didn't have to touch them. <laughs> <laughs> What a mood! So some of the cures that they tried were bloodletting and putting frogs and leeches on the buboes. So as we've said, not great. Not very successful. No. Um, I was going to say they were trying their best, but I don't think that's true. Well, uh, yeah, they did what was convenient, didn't they? Absolutely. And they themselves were often quarantined. They weren't allowed to kind of go and mix in the town, um, which is interesting. I wonder, I didn't kind of find what their salary actually was, but it must have been fairly high. Too. And so, so what, was the accommodation also provided by the the city? I guess so. Like their quarantined they, area? Yeah, or they just wall you into your house when you're not performing your duties. <laughs> and do you know, you know Nostradamus? Yeah? Yeah? Is the, that uh, the fortune? Hunchback? No, that's not Nostradamus. <laughs> the, like, fortune teller, like, truth, truth predictor. No. Well, anyway, I've heard the name. I have heard the name. Yeah, he was a plague doctor, which oh. is wild. And some of his advice was removing infected corpses, getting fresh air, drinking clean water, and drinking a juice preparation of rose hips. So right. Well, he he should have written for goop. <laughs> <laughs> he really should. Gwyneth would be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's kind of how useless the plague doctors were. So we didn't know what was causing it and we didn't have any kind of way of helping the victims or the patients or whatever. Right. So that brings us to the Great Plague of London in 1665. Yeah, 1665. So, you know, the plague's been around for about 300 years at this point. So this thing, this is what we studied in school and this is what turned me into this goth weirdo that oh, I am. Uh-huh. So this killed an estimated 100,000 people, which is about a quarter of London's population, in 18 months. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Which is just insane. 
You um, best be telling me in a minute what they did with all the bodies. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. It was actually a much smaller scale than previous pandemics. It's only remembered as the Great Plague because it was kind of the last widespread outbreak in England, which is okay. a, a very Anglo-centric viewpoint, but, you know, we're in England, so... Well, you know what we do. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> here's a quote. This is from Samuel Pepys, who, if you don't know Samuel Pepys, do you know Samuel Pepys? Yeah, I know that name from uni. Yeah, from uni? When did we talk about yeah. Samuel Pepys? No, we might have done it. In, we probably did it in like one of our um, like middle ages classes that you didn't pick because oh, okay. you were a poet and I was not. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> he kept a diary around this time, which is amazing. Uh, okay. It's such a fascinating insight into life. Um, I will talk about him a lot more when we do The Great Fire of London. Anyway, um... So he wrote, during the winter of 1664, a bright comet was to be seen in the sky and the people of London were fearful, wondering what evil event it portended. And then they got their answer. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the plague came from space. <laughs> yep. Aliens. Space rats. Are at fault. Space rats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you ready for the most sick-ass phrase of all time? Is this still from Peeps? No. Oh, okay. Go then. Pestilential effluviums. Ooh. It's just a fancy way of saying bad air, basically. I just um, got a tingle. That was a good word. Did you? You like that one? Ooh, <laughs> you like that? You thought that was sexy? Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what they thought was causing the plague. So um, everyone just thought it was bad air? Yeah, because we didn't know what germs were. Yeah, so, to, to be fair. You know. Um... The population in London at the time was not estimated to be above about 460,000. So obviously a lot smaller than London's population today. Mm. But as I say, 100,000 people died of the plague. So that's a lot. Um, I mean, there goes the London price bubble. (laughs) Honestly, goodbye zone two. Um, Exactly. And these figures are not super accurate because... Uh, Quakers, Anabaptists, non-Anglicans, Jews, um, and, you know, basically anyone who wasn't uh, Christian didn't really get included in these reports because they didn't report deaths to churches. Oh. And that's where they got a lot of the reporting from. Um, so there's actually something called the Bills of Mortality, which were weekly from 1592 to 1595, and then kicked back in in 1603 till 1819 when it started declining. The last one was in 1858. And these were literally invented to keep track of the plague. So oh, wow. that's crazy. Um, they're not the most reliable because they record burials, not deaths. Um, oh, okay. And another reason why the figures that we have are not necessarily trustworthy is because people covered up plague deaths because there was an association with upsetting god people thought that it was um a punishment from god to have the plague and also because if you had someone die of the plague in your household more than likely you'd be quarantined um and they would lock you up for 40 days oh shit really Mm -hmm. put a red cross on the door and write lord have mercy upon us which is the most goth thing i've ever heard that's yeah that's Yeah. yeah 
But and then people <laughs> often died of like neglect from being quarantined. So obviously you weren't going to admit that your dad had died of the plague if they were then going to do that to you. Well, no, exactly. But, so like when you were quarantined, if your fam like a family member died, mm-hmm. you're like fully locked in the house mm-hmm. for forty. Like days. you can't you can't go out and get food. How do you get food? People had to bring it to you. You had to just rely on your neighbours and hope that they remembered you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, but the bills of mortality show a rise of deaths other than plague to well above the average rate. So, for example, in the last week of July in London, two-thirds of the reported deaths were of plague, right? So there were yeah. 3,000 deaths-ish, and about 2,000 of those were reported as being of the plague. However, in previous years, the death rate of that same week was around 300, right? Shut up. Yeah, so you can see there's a a, th- a lot more deaths. Was that ten times as many deaths as previous weeks? So or previous years? So it's actually really likely that plague death was a lot higher than the records. Are so like what? So there's obviously two thousand people who have been reported as having the plague and dying mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. Then the other thousand are like, oh well, you know, he he just died the way he died. Yeah. Yeah, okay. syphilis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's like, well, he, he looks like he's—he looks like he's got a black lump under his arm. No. Yeah. <laughs> What's that bubo there? That's nothing. Don't worry That's about nothing. that. That's <laughs> nothing. They slice it off when the doctor's turned around. Yeah. Or the vicar, the priest. Who's making notes of these deaths? Plague doctors. Oh, the plague doctors are taking the notes and giving them to the church. I guess so. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's really interesting that you know we've had to kind of deduce that actually they were probably lying most of them. Yeah. One thing that I found deeply ironic is that no one understood what was transmitting the plague, right? Mm. And there was this theory that the plague was being transmitted by domestic animals like cats and dogs. So... Please don't say what you're about to say. So they ordered a massive cull of cats and dogs, right? Killed loads of them. But the cats and dogs were actually keeping the rats in check. Because obviously they're oh, kind of, of natural predators. So actually, by killing all the cats and dogs, they made it worse for themselves because there was nothing to keep the rats in check. Which is just so wonderfully morbid and ironic. Yeah. And God, it makes me just want to go back in time and be like, you fucking bozos. <laughs> Think it through. <laughs> I mean, I know they didn't You have science, but whatever. Um, I have another quote from Samuel Pepys. Okay. Lord, how empty the streets are, and how melancholy. So many poor, sick people in the streets, full of sores. Which, it's just like a night out in Liverpool, really. I was going to say literally (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just, how how horrifying, right? To just... I just can't imagine London as a ghost town. Wander around in, oh God, horrific. I know. Like, people, even if people weren't sick, they weren't going outside because they were scared they were going to well, exactly. get infected. And they didn't even have Netflix, so what the fuck did they do? I know. Like, probably like embroidery, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Watcheth um, me, plucketh a chicken. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> plucketh a chicken. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also, obviously, lots of the record keepers died, so we don't know for sure. Exactly. Well, figures. why the fuck weren't they quarantined if they're the ones who are like doing shit for history? You would think so, wouldn't you? It's like that. Um, You'd lock them in a monastery and be like, listen, all you have to do is take notes. You'll have food, you'll have water, you'll have a bath. 
what's that um Netflix show like Designated Survivor or something? Yeah, it sh- it sh- they should like... have had that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And also, the Great Fire of London destroyed quite a lot of records as well, which was the next year. Oh, so I mean, London had a shit decade. It had a well. rough time. Yeah, it's yeah rough few years. Yeah, it wasn't just London though. So there's a town in Derbyshire. I think it's pronounced I am. It's E Y A M. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, and they quarantined themselves, so they would not let anybody in or out of the village. That's right? clever. Yeah, not that clever though, because eighty oh. percent of them died in fourteen months. Oh shit! Why? Because they the plague was in, so they stopped it spreading, which was great. But they didn't. You, but it was all it was already in there. It's too late. Yeah, there's a lady called Elizabeth Hancock who lived there. She was uninfected, despite burying six children and her husband in eight days. Oh my god! Is that not the worst thing you've ever heard? That's a powerful woman. Yeah, um, and. Speaking of burial, they obviously just couldn't even keep up with the demand. So they were... Yeah, this is what I mean. Like where... So obviously they must have used mass graves, no? Yeah, absolutely they did. So a lot of when we were putting in the tube, um, the infrastructure for that, they dug up a lot of plague pits. Oh. Um, Yeah, because you just had to. You just had to kind of like throw them in. Um, I did find... I forgot to write the quote down. um, But to paraphrase, there was some Italian guy who wrote... Uh, kind of a description of what the plague was like and he described the plague pits as like lasagna <laughs> what the fuck because they were just like layered the bodies on top of each other so oh my god like lasagna yep like a lasagna yep so as i've said the great fire of london was the following year in 1666 mm. um and there is uh I won't say commonly held, but some people do believe that it actually helped to stop the spread of the plague. These days they think that it was already declining. What, by the time of the before fire? Before the fire, yeah. Uh, but it, that's not unfeasible, you know, that that the the fire was... Well, I mean, it's going, to have cl- it's going to have cleansed something, surely. Right, you would think so. So, but yeah, I just think that London was already on its knees from the plague and then it burnt down had a nice swift kick to the balls <laughs> with a <the> fire <laughs> absolutely yeah um but london afterwards was rejuvenated and rebuilt and there was a much stronger community spirit so it's really oh, well, interesting way to go london well done london so uh it does make me wonder though what london would be like if those two things hadn't happened so like if it had been allowed to carry on the path it was going yeah like yeah oh yeah that's it, a it question would, it would look very different because obviously it definitely a lot of it would. got rebuilt, so yeah, that's interesting. And um, I did find something. I have already told you about this because I could not keep it to myself. But Plague the Musical is a thing that oh, exists. Yeah, give me this trivia. Okay, so it played at the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, okay. And I think as well, some like theatre group in the US did it. I'm just going to see if I can find you because I did find one of the songs from it. Um, Just read me the lyrics, I'll literally scream. Hang on. So, the synopsis. It's 1665 and Clive Hucklefish has come (laughs) to London to start a career as an actor on the London stage. Oh. Um, But obviously, the plague. Bright lights, big city. Yep. Everyone's dead. Yeah. Um, Okay, here we go. So I found a song here. It's called It's Bubonic. And it's from Plague oh. the Musical. I will post this to the Twitter. Let's just have a little snippet of it too. 
so that exists. <laughs> and um, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life. I can imagine you singing that in the car. Oh, yeah. So it premiered in 2008. Um, and then it was performed at the 2010 Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Okay. Which I just think, what a crazy and amazing idea. Well, I mean, I reckon with quite a few of the things we'll pick, we will find something of a musical. I hope so. Or at, um, least, at least a song. I mean, I will write a song about the Great Fire of London. You just watch me. Burn, baby, burn. Yep. <laughs> Disco Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> So, the plague, I hate to break it to you, it is not gone. Right, this is what fascinates me. Mm-hmm. We, so, I mean, go on, I was going to ask if we're immune, but I don't even know. This is going to scare you, are you ready? No, yeah. So, 1855 to 1859, there was a pandemic. Um, that's, okay. the, that's the third plague pandemic. It killed... Oh, the third plague is 1800s. Yeah. Okay. It killed 10 million people in India alone. What? Yeah, it didn't really come across to Europe, um, but it was like Asia. It China and India were absolutely devastated by it. Um, I'm devastated by it. Mm-hmm. There were outbreaks in, a- in Australia between 1900 and 1925 that resulted in over a thousand deaths. Crikey. San Francisco had the plague in 1900 to 1904, and again in 1907 to 1908. Um, they found a drug-resistant strain of Yersinia... What's it? Yersinia pestis or something like that? Yeah. In 1995, in Madagascar. And that's drug-resistant. Mm-hmm. And, ready for this part? The last major outbreak of the plague... So I looked on the CDC and the WHO... Um, websites to try and see when the last outbreaks of plague were so 170 people died in madagascar of the plague in october 2017 what a year and a half ago what the fuck Mm -hmm. the plague is not gone even a little bit i thought we'd left this shit behind nope obviously now we have antibiotics and generally sanitation is much improved. People don't well, get like You say that, but you want to see my fucking flat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, once you're finished spraying salmonella everywhere, will um, oh. probably get the plague as well. Um, obviously, wow. though, that's not true globally. You know, generally in the Western world, um, sanitation is much improved. But there are places still where people don't have access to clean water and don't have access to medication and to medical care. And that's why we have these diseases still. So that really freaked me out. I kind of went into a bit of a tailspin. (laughs) I could imagine. Yeah, because a year and a half ago, 170 people died. And it's like the same plague. Yeah. And now we have the drug-resistant strains, which is great. Well, you know, we're doing great as humans, aren't we? Mm -hmm, Fantastic. Um, But yeah, that is all I have on the plague. Well, do you know what? That was... The best research. Isn't it just like, so interesting? Listen up, folks. Beans set a precedent that I will probably not meet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you decided what you're going to do yet? Um, Yeah, I think I will do. Like, you've done your one that you're, like, passionate about. And then mm-hmm. I suppose my one would... Ha- if I'm doing the one I'm most passionate about, it would be the Titanic, probably. Yes! I'm so ready. Let's give you some facts. I'm so ready. Okay. Um. Oh. Yeah, so I think... We did mention this in the trailer, but I think yes. to lighten the mood, 
it yeah. will be fun to they are definitely called darwin awards i clarified that afterwards yeah no i've got my page open ready so go ahead so welcome to the darwin awards section that's my will you do the queen voice, voice. will you take in the queen oh. voice hello and welcome to the 2018 darwin awards <laughs> so basically this is apparently a website being introduced me to their bio says Honouring Charles Darwin, the father of evolution, the Darwin Awards commemorate those who improve our gene pool by removing themselves from it in the most spectacular way possible. And honestly, reading through some of these, it's fascinating that we all got this far. Mm-hmm. Dumb um, ways to die. So many <laughs> dumb ways to die. <laughs> so, I mean, this guy, I remember reading about this because it was literally November 2018. Mm-hmm. And it made worldwide news because, well, the missionary who went to the most isolated island on earth. Yes. Well, not the most isolated island, the most isolated tribe on earth to try and give to them Christ and some gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it says here, um, John Allen Chow, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, a self-proclaimed world explorer, inspired by Livingston and Jesus, was killed by the very tribe of natives he was offering to eternal life. And according to the BBC in Delhi, he bribed six fishermen to ferry him to the off-limits island off Is the coast of India. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this, like, obviously, I think it's, I think they're called the Centralese people, Centralese mm-hmm. people. And they live off this, they live on an island that, India have claimed as like protected land. Like you can't go there because these people are indigenous. Like they're they're people, but they're like rare people because <laughs> All right. they're old. They're like old. Yeah, I, I understand like what you're saying. A full blown yeah. tribe. So he went to this island, pay, bribed some people to ferry him there, so he could offer them the gifts of scissors, a soccer ball, and obviously Jesus Christ. Good things come in threes, right? Yeah, well, you I mean, a nail on the head, or in his head, probably. <laughs> in a letter that he wrote to his family, this Vancouver resident and Alabama native said he wanted to make contact with the 60,000-year-old tribe. Like, 60,000 years old. Yeah. How, how old, do, like, is civilised Britain? I don't know. Well... Arguably not oh, wait, very no. old. My brother told me a fun fact. Can I sidebar you really quick? Yeah, go for it. So the first um, kind of civilizations mm. um, in Australia were about 50,000 years ago, right? Really? Yeah. Guess when the first kind of colonization and civilizations of New Zealand were? You're going to say something ridiculous like 100,000 years, aren't you? 500 years ago! Wait, they only went to New Zealand 500 years ago? Yeah, they were chilling in Australia for 45,000 years. No, wait, 49,500 years. 500 years. And then we're like, should we go over there? <laughs> Look at the island! Crazy! <laughs> Sorry, That's insane. On. But, right, yeah, so he wrote this letter saying he wanted to make contact with a 60,000-year-old tribe, which is like, just leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> And then, because he offered, he was saying he was going to offer the eternal life of this tribe is at hand. He was going to give it to them, supposedly. I mean, for 60,000 years, they've got pretty good going. Maybe right. they don't need God. 
So he paddled himself to the island in a kayak that was on the boat and was immediately attacked by arrows, but continued. Me, I'd take the hint. Uh, yeah. I'd I, take the hint when the Indian government were like, maybe don't go here. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah, don't even take the hint. Take the advice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, The fisherman, who he had bribed, then witnessed the natives upon this um, John Allen, like making land, still being fired at with arrows, mm-hmm. carried on walking. Why the fuck? <laughs> and then the fisherman witnessed the natives tying a rope around his neck and dragging his body along the shore. Oh, good. Clearly rejecting his gifts is the, is the next thing. Is sentence. that what it says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tribe being the most isolated on earth, has taken a well-documented zero-tolerance approach to visitors since a British occupation almost wiped them out and also completely wiped out neighbouring islands of similar tribes. Why is it always us? Why are we like this? Because I don't really know. We're a bit shit. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when this actually happened, I started researching the occupation and stuff. And apparently, like, we'd go to this island to take them, like, medicine. Even though we're the one making the mill. We're the ones <laughs> making the mill. Uh, but we're like, here, have this. Yeah. And then apparently, like, we literally kidnapped two or three children from this tribe and an old couple because oh they couldn't God. get away. from the. And we took them back onto a boat, tried to take them back to where we're from. Mm-hmm. To, like, I don't know, to teach them how to be. Like, we were trying to, like... They took them back to mainland India, obviously, because they're like the Maharaja or whatever. So Britain were there anyway. Yeah. And tried to educate these children to take them back to the island so we could communicate with the islanders. And it just did not work. And obviously, we're hated by them. (laughs) Yep, that sounds about right. And so in that case, it's no surprise, because they are isolated and can't fucking stand the rest of the world, that John Allen Charles remains remain undiscovered. We don't know where they are. Well, then, uh, and do, do you think they ate him? No. By unre- reco- undiscovered, I meant unrecovered. Okay. So, basically, the reports are saying he's still basically on a stick on the beach. Oh, no! Like, I mean, obviously, people aren't going there anymore, so we don't know if they've moved him. But from where they left him, the fisherman, he was on a stick. Right. That's nice. And so, I suppose that's just a warning. You know, some wow. people put up picket fences. <laughs> and other people put up poor little guys. Mm. So the questions at the end of this are, was he a martyr as friends of his claim on Instagram? I don't think so. No. I think not. Was he a missionary according to his parents? No. no. Or was he just a selfish selfie seeker? That was difficult to say. That is but yes, difficult to say. Sh- he sh- was. Sh- 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 yeah. <laughs> he, or, or was he a genocidal maniac bringing the tribe a life-threatening disease, as his Bible quote from Revelation 7 indicates? So he said he wanted to see them around the throne of God, worshipping in their own language. What? He wanted I mean, to kill them all? Yeah. We'll never truly know the answer, since the tribe doesn't seem to have updated their social media accounts in quite some time. So obviously, like, I mean... I just can't fathom it. Fucking villain! Can you fathom it? No. I'm just like you can claim you're a missionary, but like I mean, not everybody wants it. Heavenly Father, where will I go on my mission? (laughs) Not there. Not (laughs) there. Don't go there. (laughs) Very bad plan. Like 
I just, I, I remember seeing this in the news and I just couldn't believe it. It like made me angry. Yeah, me too. It's ridiculous. But I mean, like this was supposed to clear the mood, pick the mood up, but I'm furious. Yeah, we just made ourselves angry now. But I hope you listeners enjoyed that. I certainly did. So that was that, it seems. <laughs> it was, yep. <laughs> So we've done the plague. Plague's checked off. We're going to have our, obviously, Twitter poll that we mentioned in the introductory episode. Um, Still going to decide the categories for it, but, you know, you'll see it when you see it. Um, Uh, What else are we going to do? We'll be peppering stuff over the Instagram. Yep. Lots of pictures Um, of plague doctors. Maybe pictures of some bubos. Might draw a picture of a plague doctor. (gasps) Please do. Please. Might be something cute. This has been really fun. I've enjoyed it, this. It has been fun. I'm really excited for next time. So I can't am I. Wait to learn about the Titanic because I don't know I mean, very much, and you know. Everything. My research is going to be shit compared to this. No, it won't. No, it won't. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to surprise you all. Believe in yourself. I insist. Ah. <laughs> Just remember, everyone. Death is inevitable. It's also quite sexy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>